Good morning. Good morning. Good to see each of you here. But they, I'm still laughing about what uh, Chris said. Sorry. <laughs> Hush. Be quiet. I, I got it. I'm not. He wanted if I needed prayer for North Carolina and App State. I guess I do. <laughs> but so do you, South Carolina fans, right? <laughs> All right. Make sure if you want to. Uh, uh, <laughs> Prayer cards during the announcements. Pick, uh, raise your hand for a prayer card. Remember to put a check mark on it if you want me to share it. Otherwise, I'm going to err on the side of privacy. Put a check mark on it if you want me to share it. Kids, our regular Sunday night programs continue tonight. Handbells, choir, mission kids, and Bible study. Reminder, the children's handbells meet upstairs in the Family Life Center. Our annual Halloween Carnival and Trunk Retreats next Sunday, October 28th, starting here in the Family Life Center at 5 p.m. There'll be games, activities, a hot dog dinner, and a hayride. Then we'll, well, we'll move outside for the hayride, okay? Trunk or treating, decorate your trunks, bring lots of treats. There'll be no regular Sunday night programs on the night of the Halloween Carnival and Trunk and Treat. Portraits begin this week over in the social hall. Now, it is not too late if you have not signed up. It is not too late. If you will contact Jane Rhodes personally, you can still, their pictures are from Wednesday through Saturday this week and then again next Friday and Saturday. Practice for festivals and carols begins this Wednesday. If you'd like to participate and be part of that, see Jessica. Nominations Committee is in dire need of someone to be the Leisure Ministries chairperson for the next term. If you would like to fill this very important position in our church, please let someone know. And if you'd like to have more information, contact Robbie Septon. And Robbie said to remind you that basketball sign-up deadline is the 28th. On a sad, sad note, Sarah Lee, uh, um, Mary Lee called me and said that uh, Alan's mother passed away and that they would be at a funeral today. And so consequently, uh, part of the Parable of Talents challenge that Sarah Catherine Lee was part of, and she was supposed to be selling homemade crafts today after this service and 11 o'clock service, uh, they, she, would, she said, please apologize to the congregation that they, they'll be here next Sunday to do that. So Sarah Kathleen will be set up next Sunday to sell the homemade crafts as part of the Parable of Talents Challenge. And we want to remember that family today as they attend Alan's mother's funeral in the Florence area. I came into my office the other day and I was surprised there was a whole pack of pictures like this, I brought one to show you that uh, thanking me to be, for them being their pastor. And I just, this type of stuff just always warms my heart. The children were working on this last weekend. These were on my desk, big surprise. And I was surprised for you children out there who got me this. And uh, I have uh, all kind of different colored hair. I pasted some of these up out in my office, but I can't get them all up there. But it's amazing the different colors of hair that I have. It's amazing the hair I have in these pictures. 
Well, that's all the announcements I have. Unless you have some, then let us begin our worship as we stand and praise and sing songs to the Lord. Let us stand. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome And the rain is overwhelmed The victory is won darkness breaks to light and the shadows disappear my faith shall be my eyes Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed Oh, oh. 
bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, we thank you for that promise. Lord, we thank you for the gift of eternal life and just the promise that we will rise with you. Lord, while we are here just worshiping you this morning, thank you for the peace that passes all understanding, Lord, the peace that we can carry with us today and the rest of our days. Lord, help us just to lift our eyes to you right now and just to worship you with our whole hearts. In your name I pray. Amen. Shout 
holy, 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 lift your voices up. Holy, holy, are you Lord Almighty? If you will turn and greet your neighbor, tell them good morning. And children, if you will come and meet us on the carpet. Good morning, guys. How are you? All right. If you could be any kind of animal, what would you choose to be? A chicken. That's the first one. Why would you like to be a chicken? Yeah, I like them. You like them? Okay. Anyone else? What do you want to be, Eli? You want to be a chicken, too? Oh, a cheater, so you can eat the chicken. Is that right? Yeah, that's a and run fast. That's a good animal to choose. Anyone else? Morgan? A bunny. Why would you like to be a bunny? They're soft, sweet, and cuddly, just like Justin is. No, maybe not. All right. Well, what I'm going to talk to you today is about an animal and this animal is mentioned in the Bible over 400 times. You think it's a lamb? Well, let's see. Riley has something in here. Let's see what it is. You were right. You were right. Now, well, I know a little bit about sheep because I spent, grew up in a country that had a lot of sheep. In fact, there are more sheep there than people. There is that the country's New Zealand. Um, but does anyone know what a female, female sheep is called, a girl sheep? A ewe. How about a boy sheep? Oh, look at you guys are smart. Okay, and there are over 1,000 different types of sheep. Did you know that? And what sound does a sheep make, Natalie? That's right, and did you know that every baby, when its mama goes, it can find its mama. It knows its mama's voice. That's pretty cool. And do all sheep look alike? We kind of sometimes think they do, but they don't. Every sheep is different, just like us. So that's pretty cool. Well, as I told you, the word sheep is mentioned in the Bible over 400 times. And the reason it, they did that was because back in the day when Jesus was around, a lot of the people were shepherds, so they can relate to stories about the shepherd and the sheep. And you know what? We kind of act like sheep sometimes. Now, sheep are not the smartest creatures. They, the, a sheep might get stuck in a fence, in a hole, and it will not back out. It will just keep trying to go through. And that's like us sometimes. We know that we've done something and it got us in trouble, but we go ahead and do it again and again 
we get in trouble, and guess what? We still do it again. So we're kind of like sheep. We don't make the best decisions at times. And sheep are followers. If one sheep jumped off a cliff, most of the others would follow. Now, sometimes you might have a friend do something, and you know it's not the best thing to do, but you think, hmm, I'm going to do it because everyone else is doing it. So sometimes we're like sheep in that way. And then sometimes sheep wander away and get lost. And guess who has to go find them? The shepherd. Now, do you know we have a shepherd? Who's our shepherd? It's God. He is our shepherd, and he keeps his watch over us. So we are very blessed. So we are very thankful that we have our own shepherd watching out for us because we act like silly sheep sometimes. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for being our shepherd and keeping us safe and bringing us back to the fold. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, you created the heavens, the earth. You gave life to every living thing. All these living things and all of creation show forth your power. And we come before you in awe of your majesty. We humbly come before you as one of your creatures. We look up to you. We know your knowledge is more than we can imagine. And our attempts to understand are futile. And yet we forget our place in the creation and try to make ourselves equal to you. And it is by your mercy that we live, and yet we seek places of favor which are not ours to ask. Oh God, this day forgive us. Forgive us for our arrogance, for our ignorance, for our many sins. Forgive us. Form us more fully into your image. And by the Holy Spirit, inspire us, O oh God to accept the task that you've laid upon us and help us to take our praise and thanksgiving and take it with the Holy Spirit from our Lord and may our works be grand and acceptable and meaningful in your sight and they may they be to your honor and your glory, O oh God, now and forever. We know from Scripture that you came, O Lord, to give us life free from the ransom of sin and death so that none might be condemned. <clears throat> you reached out <clears throat> to whatever need was there and you, you met it with humble assurance in your grace that you are with us. 
And so we pray this day, O God, to help us to reach out in your name to the suffering of this world, that relief from distress may bring thanksgiving from our lips and their lips. And so we lift up to you, O God, this day, those who are on our hearts and our minds. Especially we pray for Sharon, who is in hospice for leukemia. We pray for for a brother who is struggling with alcoholism and relationship issues. We pray for safe arrival for a grandchild soon to be born. We pray for the success of a new business. We pray for a family where the mother-in-law has passed away. We pray, O God, for Jimmy and his wife as he fights cancer. And we pray for Dave's father. O God, there are others that are near to us and on our hearts. They're near to us, and we pray for them now. O God, as we pray, we pray that you would hear us. Most holy and blessed Trinity, one God forever and ever. And now let us join our voices with the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the book of Job. And we take up the story of Job almost at the beginning with our scripture where the Lord finally speaks to Job, and we will talk about this in a minute. It's, verse, it's chapter 38, beginning at verse 1. I'm reading through verse 7. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm, and he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measure line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted, for joy. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us. Help us to see and to understand. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. 
Amen. Well, the question that confronts pastors all the time, the question that confronts you many times is why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? I wish I had a quick, easy answer for you. I do not. But the Bible gives us Job. Job. And I want to give you today a modern parable. I want to give you today Joey B. Joey B. A man named Joey B. This fellow was very successful. Very successful businessman, rancher, family man, father, grandfather. Prayed every night to God and every morning when he got up. Many people thought that Joey B. had a blessed life. Everything seemed to be going right for Joey B. He had everything he really could ever want. And then one day, something happened. Something happened. And it began with a phone call. Phone said that it seemed that a small tornado had touched down in one of the areas where he had a large herd and killed a lot of his workers and a lot of his cows. That was pretty bad and he decided he would go and check and before he could leave his office, cell phone rang. It was the hospital, one of his family members. It seemed that they were in a a van with some other folks, family van, had a wreck, some were injured, it appeared that maybe some were dead. That was pretty bad. He was distraught. He told his secretary he was going to the hospital, send one of the workers to the field. Before he could get out the door, the phone rang again. It was the person that was keeping one of the children at the house. Said the house had caught on fire. The little child was burnt. That was enough. Then the fax machine started chattering and the secretary said, well, this is from your stockbroker. <laughs> the market's crashing, and he says, you've got to have a margin call right now, or everything you have will be lost. Joey B., blessed man, one morning, just a few minutes, of his life, everything changed. Changed just like that. As he was trying to comprehend all this, as he was trying to understand what to do, all he could really do was let out a scream. Ah! Let out a scream. It could be heard all through his offices, 
The next several days were a blur. It seemed it was really worse than the initial reports. They were going to have to have multiple funerals. Multiple funerals. And it was one family. The damage was more extensive than they thought. He was facing not only the death of so many people in his family, but really his whole business enterprise was crashing down. And to make things worse, his house burned up in the fire. And his wife was completely despondent. And she went around crying constantly. She couldn't be consoled. And, and she t told her husband, she says, we should just curse God. We should curse God for all this. Why did this happen to us? Why did this happen to such a fine man as you, Joey? She was distraught. Curse God, she said. He allowed this to happen. He did not answer. He simply carried on like a dead man walking himself until finally everyone was buried. The injured that were left began to recover. The fire damage and the storm damage began to be repaired. The finances began to stabilize and it seemed like everything was starting to come back to normal. <laughs> How could you say it could ever be normal after all that? Now before I go any further, you and I know there's a, every one of us know a Joy B. Every one of us knows someone in our families or our friends who have suffered like this, maybe not to that extent, but have suffered. And we have asked that same question, why is this happening? Why did this happen to such a good fella as Joy or such a good woman as Jane? Why? Why? Where was God? God, where are you in these things? Where are you? Have you ever asked that question yourself? I have. Where were you, God? Where were you? Well, Joey tried to put his life back together and he went back to visiting with his friends and played a little round of golf once in a while, tried to put his mind on other things. He tried to rebuild his business. In the meantime, his wife just became more and more despondent. Daily, she went around cursing and blaming God for their misfortune. Finally, even Jay, Joy B, got to the point where he was about as despondent as his wife and, and to his buddies, he spoke at length about what had happened and even cursed the day he was born. Now his friends, we all got friends, his friends were there and they offered a lot of advice. And I bet you've heard some of this advice when you've had troubles. Well, blessed is the one that God corrects. I love that one. I just love it when somebody tells me that. 
God's just correcting you. I love this one. Surely you received what your sins deserved. Well, Joseph, what did you expect? You hadn't been living right. You should expect these things. And this is my all-time favorite. Stop your complaining. It could have been worse. <laughs> Stop your complaining. It could have been worse. Oh, right. Right. Could have been worse. Let's see. How much worse could it have been? Well, there was one fellow who had one of his friends who did not speak up too much and hadn't said a whole lot. And finally, he said, probably the most important question, most important comment, but it was a question. And he said, Joy B, should we accept only the good from God and not the bad? Now, that one, that one is a little bit easier, okay? It's a little bit easier. Should we just accept the good from God and not accept the bad? In other words, we know that the rain falls, right? The rain falls on both the good and the bad. We know that blessings come to both good and bad people, just like calamities do. But when it was all said and done, Joey B., did not get an answer. Job did not get an answer. All Job got was this. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. That's the answer Job got. That's the only answer that Joy B has. That's the only answer I have for you today is there is a God. I'm not the God, you're not the God, but there is a God. There is a God. There is a God. A wise man once said that the two greatest things that changed my life forever were one, that there is a God, and two, that I am not God. You see, there is no explanation for the mystery of suffering in this life. And that's a fact. And anybody who will tell you different is a shyster and a huckster and trying to take your money The closest thing we get in this life is the knowledge and grace that there is a God. It's the knowledge and grace that we have a God and we have a God willing to speak to us at all. You see, Job's, when God started talking, he basically said, I am God and you're not. And Job, that should be enough for you to know. And that's tough, I know. It's tough to hear that. But it makes it a little bit easier and it becomes actually a blessing when we start to realize and to think and to believe and to understand that this God has a name. This God has a name. And guess what? Each one of you, each one of you here 
has come to learn and to know the name of that God. And you know that God's name is Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Anointed One. Jesus the Promised One. Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Prince of Peace. King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Jesus who came and revealed Himself. God came and revealed Himself to us through, the, through His name, through His personhood of Jesus Christ. And that Jesus, that knowledge of knowing the God with the name Jesus is the only answer you're ever going to get for why bad things happen to good people. But you know what? It's the only answer you really truly ever need. Because with that you know that no matter what you suffer, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've seen other people go through, you know that God is present in it. That God came and suffered and died and rose again for us so that God would be in the suffering. That God would be present with us. So God is known to us. You know, I don't think we really quite grasp the effects of sin upon the world and all that's in it. It's as if the whole world is in a vat of corrosive acid type material constantly being washed in that. And it affects everything, every living creature. And so yes, bad things happen. The rain falls on the good and the bad alike, calamities as does blessings. But the humble faith that says that we have spoken to us in God through Jesus Christ, that we have God. And God's last word to us is not. That's all, folks. God's last word to us is, where were you when I set the foundations of the earth? You know where you were? You were already, you were already in his mind. You were already there. You're already inside of that God. You're already there. Why could anything, how could anything affect you? If God is for you, who can be against you? God is present to you through everything, the good and the bad. So the last word that God speaks is that the tragedies are not the last word. That the last word God speaks is the hope and the promise that there will come a day and time and space. A day and time and space. Just like this day, there will come a day and time and space when the Lord will be revealed to all of creation and as the last book of the Bible, which gives us the last words of the Lord to us, it says so clearly the Lord will wipe away your tears once and for all. Sin, evil, and calamity are very real. They are very real. But God's response 
is that it's not the last word. That no matter what happens, as we journey through this life, God's final word is a renewal of what He created. Is renewal and restoration of all that He has created, including you, who He knew in the womb, who'd been a speck in His mind and His eye for a long time. Restoration of all that has been taken away from you and all that's been taken away from those whom you love. Friends, this is the good news. And in Job, in the end, if you remember, was a word of restoration to Job. Job was blessed again by God. Why do bad things happen to good people? No one knows for certain, but I'll say it has to do with the corruption of sin and evil in the world. But is that the last word? No. The last word is a word of hope. Let's stand and affirm that word of hope. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new who works in us and others by the Spirit, we trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward as we continue our worship with our offering.
Will you stand? Jesus Christ, and may the love of God, and may the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen.
Thank God.